Greetings. Welcome to the Empowered Womb Healing Podcast. I am your host, women's wellness coach, doctorate of natural medicine, and doula, Odessa Thornhill. I've been working as a healer for almost 20 years. I offer natural holistic support to those who suffer from irregular and abnormal cycles, hormone imbalance, and chronic womb health conditions. I help my clients achieve concrete transformational results and vibrant health, mind, body, soul, and womb without the feeling of overwhelm from DIY holistic medicine. Each episode, I'm going to talk about different strategies and ways of thinking I believe each woman needs to have in place and be functioning from to be able to empower her self-care and feminine healing journey to cultivate and manifest a life of love, joy, peace, and happiness as a way of life not just a passing dream. My name is Odessa. I am a womb wellness coach and I help doulas, practitioners, healers, um, you know, walk through the process of healing their own reproductive health and informing their clients uh, how to work through their own uh, womb health issues. And today I wanted to talk with you about traditional medicine and, you know, why I think that it's failing um, women. And I can only talk from my own experience primarily and then the experience of the clients that I have worked with. And as a black woman, as a woman of color, as a melanated woman who has given birth once in the hospital, and three times at home you know there was a stark difference between both experiences and it's important that I stress the fact that we are in the era of Jay Sims and Jay Sims is known as the father of gynecology and the father of gynecology worked on African slaves that he rented doing numerous operations and procedures on them without anesthesia then turned around and did the work on white women in the hospitals with anesthesia and so this is just the kind of environment that you know this development of medicine um, has uh, has taken right so when I figured this out when I you know came to this conclusion and this understanding when I started to observe again how the doctors were referring to me, referring to my counterparts, referring to my clients, you know, it began to make more sense, right? But like the other part of that is just, you know, women going into the hospitals, going into the doctor's appointments and just feeling rushed, feeling rushed by their primary caregivers, not feeling safe sometimes with their primary caregivers not being heard, not receiving enough information. There's nothing like going to see your doctor and feeling like a burden. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to feel like a burden and nobody wants to feel gaslit either, you know? And this is something that I hear quite often when I'm working with my infertility clients, you know, when they're telling their doctors about what they're experiencing and, you know, what's going on in their bodies and not believing it. Same thing with, you know, clients who have extremely chronic conditions and have been working with their doctors trying to figure out what's happening, you know, and giving the doctors like the play-by-play of what's happening in their bodies and their doctors are saying, no, that's not what you're experiencing. So it's like, you know, many people many women specifically women are forced to take their own health into their own hands because outside of being prescribed you know natural um, excuse me outside of being prescribed pills outside of being prescribed hormone therapy or surgeries like you know there really isn't much now doctors are starting to say a little bit more you know like 
like okay well maybe you should try to change your diet a little bit or do some you know stress reduction and stuff like that but you know like their training is very much specific to science and pharmacology is not necessarily to holistic and natural liberties and so you know there are doctors who are in published you know um, documents you know on scientific sites who quote say that women are being prescribed too many hormonal interventions and there needs to and it's very detrimental for their health and there needs to be more natural medicine and you know like this is for me you know before coming to this understanding and crossing this information this is how i was feeling you know like i just remember feeling extremely territorial over my body when i was in the hospital i remember not liking feeling as though um, i wasn't being heard i remember wanting to do specific things when i was you know in the process of having my baby but also feeling unsafe and not feeling confident enough to execute what it is that my body needed um and so i really wanted to learn more about how i could be of service to myself and to those women around and so you know this is like thousands of hours literally of you know studies um that i started journeying into um to come to the level of understanding that i have right now but it wasn't easy because in the beginning as i was searching for these answers no one knew what i was talking about <laughs> right when i began um you know following that urge and that inclination to move away from performance to move away from um you know the stage and start working more with natural medicine like what was this like i remember talking to guidance counselors and universities and colleges and you know where i live um at the time where i lived at the time and there wasn't very much of a large movement within of, of natural medicine period and more specifically for women's medicine there was like nothing right and um i was just i just wanted to be a resource for myself and i'm naturally or i've always been naturally the person to share those resources with the people around me and so that's where that impetus came from that desire um you know to do that work and so you know as i started you know walking through the process it was lonely because it's like okay well is this real you know is anybody going to believe what i'm doing am i going to get results you know like like what exactly like why is nobody talking about this how come it's so foreign you know this is off of my path this is off the beaten path this is really hard on me who am i to to do this work like so many setbacks i was coming across you know and having conversations with people and them not knowing and what are you doing it doesn't make any sense you know like there there were a lot of different you know uh, questions that i was having on myself i remember especially when i was like changing my diet my my family my grandmother was like ah you mm, vegetarian you like meat you know like they were really it, oh my gosh the setbacks the personal setbacks as well as the social you know setbacks were just oh, they really you know put a number on me but the results that i was getting from the work that i was doing became worth it you know like i grew up you know with irregular menstrual cycles with a lot of different you know inconsistent and inconclusive diagnoses from the doctors about what they thought i had maybe pcos maybe endometriosis like who knew what in heaven's name was going on with me 
nothing was regular. Um, but as I began addressing my health, because the doctors were not able to tell me anything except to take more medication, which is not what I wanted, as I began to do that work, I saw changes. My mood was better, my cycles were shorter, they weren't so heavy, they were starting to stabilize themselves. I was beginning to love my body, my female body, my feminine body, my organs, my breasts, my womb. I was having a different experience with them and I was beginning to fall in love. It was just beautiful. And, and so I began sharing this with those women around me, you know, anyone who I can pull in, you know, to my lair, get them onto my table and do this work. It was really important to be able to, you know, have them experience it because, you know, it validated the work that I was doing, all the studies and the passion that I had to do the research, but it was also showing other women that there are other ways, there are other things that you can do. And it was really for me when I had my last child and I was struggling with postpartum depression and I was able to use the tools that I have, you know, use the tools that I spent so many years, you know, studying and honing and working on with my clients, I was able to use them on myself. And I really, really believe that, you know, it was a huge piece of my being able to come through the severe level of, um, you know, uh, postpartum depression I experienced. You know, nobody wants to talk about these kinds of things, but that's what it was and that's what I experienced. And so, um, you know, this is a, it's a vehicle of change for women. You know, because when we are looking at what's happening in the hospitals now, when we look at, you know, how, you know, the amount of complaints, the amount of gaslighting, the amount of traumatic experiences that women are experiencing, that they're going through, that we're talking about, that they're not healing from, that they're living with, that they're projecting on other people, you know, it's really getting out of control. You know, it's like I can we can name all of the different kinds of things that, you know, that that we um, that we're hearing about that we ourselves have experienced. You know, there's medical kidnapping, there's birth rape, there's, you know, like there's there's a whole, you know, bunch of things you know that I can get into. But like this is what really started to push the envelope you know, when it came to doing this work, um, because women need safe spaces. Like that's just the nature of the feminine energy. Feminine energy requires a level of safety and security within a structure to be able to fill the space, to be able to fill the void, right? That's just the nature of feminine energy. Everybody has feminine and masculine, but for women, we exude or for people who identify as feminine or as women, um, there's a level of being able to exude this feminine energy and really proliferate um, and expand into the environment that you're in and affect everyone around you in a really positive, beautiful, loving, nourishing way. And if you don't feel secure, safe, and sound, you know, if you don't feel as though your foundation is able to hold you up while you work your magic, you can't perform, right? And so sometimes, you know, we're living with uh, unresolved trauma inside of our bodies, and so we're living with these, you know, triggers. And these reactions and these responses and we're always anxious and we can't seem to respond and all of the things and you know and we can we just we, we just have never even experienced what it's like to feel safe right until someone shows it to you and sometimes even when it's shown to you it's so foreign that you don't accept it you know you go back looking for the instability and the discomfort and the you know high tension high stress Right, and so for a woman to flourish, 
you know, for the feminine energy to flourish, she needs to feel safe. Um, and, you know, to be able to come back to the self, that's really where we are right now. Where we need to come back to the self. This episode is brought to you by my signature program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Are you a doula, nurse, health practitioner, or healer? Are you living with unresolved reproductive health problems and want to understand deeply what's happening to your body? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my premium program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Healing your mind, body, soul, and womb using my three-phase womb cleanse program not only helps you heal your hormones, it helps to set the stage for a healthy pregnancy, birth, healthy baby, and much more, as well as a more in-tuned, aligned, deep trust in your body. I created a quick womb health assessment to help you understand where the gaps are in your health and help offer direction on how you can move forward effectively on your journey. Visit my website, Cultivate Your Own, and my social media pages, Cultivate Your Own Wellness, to book a next step call with me and gain access to this womb health assessment. Once you've completed the assessment, we will hop on a call and discuss further so I can understand what your needs are and if you're a great fit for my six-month program. And let me tell you, it really works. Visit Cultivate Your Own Wellness and join the practitioner's self-care and feminine healing training today. I really wanted to, you know, I think it's, I really wanted to stress the fact that this work has shown me how much women need the security from putting themselves first. You're, you are first, you and your health are a priority. You know, how many times do I have conversations with women and they're like, well, you know, and this is happening and that is happening and the list is going on and the things that are, that, and they're just like, well, I'm just taking care of everybody else right now. It's like, okay, but you know, wearing this badge of, of martyrdom is not a sign of honor. It like it's not like please it's not you know um and and at some moment i think we've all done it if not everyone does do it but many uh recover from it or recognize you know the level of of, of, of uh the detriment that it does to you right by holding yourself up in this way and it's like you know especially for women who are working with women who want to work with women like you know I've been having conversations with doulas and practitioners, other kinds of health practitioners, nurses and massage therapists, you know, and licensed therapists. And it's like, okay, you know, you are working with these women and you want to learn more about natural medicine. You want to learn more about natural healing and you want to guide these women, you know, in, because they're having conversations with you and you don't feel equipped to have the conversation with them, right? And it's like, to be able to support women, you know, it's in, I really, like, yes, it, we have male practitioners who are very empathetic, but as a woman, if you haven't gone through a healing, if you don't understand this particular work of healing the menstrual cycle, of getting a woman to sit into her yin, of get into her alignment, if you can't experience it in your own body, Right? Not just have a conversation with it, but if you can't face your own stuff and deal with it in your own body, how can you help others? Right? You're so busy helping others from a theoretical perspective, but in true practicality, your beingness is not there. 
your level of understanding, your level of knowingness, of presence is not there. So that self-priority is so crucial. It's so key. Like, you know, for myself, I see it. Like when I remember there are times where I'm trying to help my children, you know, but I feel like I'm hopping and hopping around, you know, hobble along Jones, you know, and it's only when I really was like, no, I'm going to stop and I'm going to spend the next month, two months focusing on my own issue my own problem and like i was able to see oh my goodness i'm feeling stronger i'm feeling healthier and you know i'm more effective when how i'm working with them i'm less stressed i'm less you know anxious i'm less you know irritable so this is important you know like also knowing that you can be your own doctor and sometimes you have to become your own doctor because of how you are not feeling heard when you are speaking to your primary caregivers you know the kind of gaslighting that you're experiencing the kind of trauma that you have to live with and you know kind of just continue going through life with you know um, these lifelong tools that I've you know learned these lifelong tools that I impart onto my clients and that I am now imparting onto other women um, have been so crucial because this is work that you pass on to your children. This is legacy work that we're doing when you're working with the womb, when you're working on healing the womb, when you're working on supporting women, whatever it is that you're going to do, you're going to be teaching at least two to three generations, right? When you're teaching one woman, she's going to touch the women around her. She's going to touch her cousins, her sisters, her friends, her mothers, her children. She, this is what's going to happen. And so when we can recognize that the work that you know midwives do the work that herbalists do the work that natural healers have been doing for millennia since the beginning of time because medicine traditional medicine quote unquote is all is new this is recent this is like 200 years 300 years um maybe a little bit more than that but specifically women's medicine is like 200 years 150 years old right so this is new this is new, 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 using these synthetic, you know, medications and all of this stuff like that. All of the work that was done before, you know, by the midwives, by the herbalists, by the healers, by the energy workers, you know what I mean? This is the real medicine and everybody has a right to know this medicine. Everybody has a right because the when, when you take that medication that your doctor is giving to you and you don't feel right, you know something is off right it's it's important for you to follow that it's it's really important for you to follow that and not feel as though you have to continue because this is what your doctor gave you no you don't have to you need to have more conversations with them you need to get second and third opinions and then you need to get it together right and so this is like this is really like my own field work you know my experience of being out there doing the work for myself experiencing these with myself the gaslighting you know the try like really just going through it all um you know and and especially as a practitioner especially as you know a naturopath as a registered natural therapist practitioner as a doctorate of natural medicine as a massage therapy candidate you know what i mean as a womb wellness practitioner as like in as a licensed health professional you know i recognize for myself like when i have been in my lows of not being able to get my own health together i felt i have felt like an imposter like who am i to be able to be helping these women although i know that the work is supporting them but if i'm not doing the work myself 
you know like there was a moment with like you know remember a few years like years ago but there was a moment where i was like okay sis like you have you like you have to get it together you you cannot be here talking about this work and not know it like you cannot be you know just flying by learning the information but not actually doing you know getting up and and doing the practical things you know what i mean to, that are going to get your health in order you know so when you're talking to the women about what herbs they should be taking what food they should be taking and the detox and how difficult it is and the exercises and this and that like you know what to do so practitioners like get it let's get it together <laughs> you know what i mean like we need to get it together so that we can be effective do you see what's going on in the world do you see how they are treating women in the world if you're not able to get a good understanding of it i implore you to search do the research search up birth rape search up medical kidnapping search up medical apartheid search up post-traumatic you know slave disorder and stress disorder you know what i mean like search up all of these different things you know race corrections search up j sims search up anarcha you know what i mean like let's let's do this and and really give you that basis and that background for you to understand what it is that we're actually up against you know so you know is traditional medicine failing women personally i think yes i think that there are still doctors nurses and other kinds of practitioners who are working in the traditional you know hospital setting who are very very um caring and concerned about the health of women but then there is a level of you know um, self-righteousness that comes in or a level of like i've done it i know it so you know like just trust me but a level of a nuanced level of like um Oh, what would I say? Uh, you know, when you become kind of sloppy with what you're doing because you you know it all, right? Or um, neglect, you know, with how or negligence with how you're you're working. And this is what we're seeing. This is we're 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 hearing about women going into the hospitals with their births and losing the opportunity to give birth because of how the doctors set them up, right? We hear that it costs more money to have a c-section we hear that you know it's easier to schedule so that doctors can you know leave their appointments early we know that you know coming in for your appointment at the end of the day your doctor might speed up the process we know that asking you know specific questions your doctor might tell you they don't know because they don't want to answer you i myself have had that experience of speaking to you know my doctor my surgeon about you know an area of the body and nerves in that area and talking about like that specific area that was being worked on and she legit said to me i don't know what you're talking about and it's like what why do we have to put up with this why do i have to feel as though i'm speaking to a primary caregiver and that is a, and i have to think to myself is this person competent because you graduated doesn't necessarily mean you know your stuff right and because you do the work doesn't mean necessarily that you are um you're qualified right i mean i can i can tell you stories i heard um i remember hearing a story of actually um some surgeons who were 100 percent not qualified to be a surgeon and they did it for years and they ended up having a very bad drinking habit because of how stressed they were because of the work that they were doing in the surgery room without being accredited right as a surgeon imagine this is the kind of stuff that's going on but anyways 
I digress. Um, there's just that level of success that I think a woman, women have when they're working through medicine on their own, when they feel, um, you know, safe, when they are prioritizing their health, when their boundaries are clear, when the level of self-confidence and self-esteem is there, you know, and she, she knows what she has, she knows what she's capable of doing, and she's able to experience it. You know and so I just wanted to come on and talk about that and I wanted to encourage you um, to get more familiar with yourself you know and what your abilities are as a person as a healer as a practitioner as a doula you know as whomever you are and really just you know give yourself that permission to uh, reflect on your own journey as you're reflecting on your journey with your clients you know or as you're looking to build your clientele and if you're looking for more support and you like this kind of work and you're just interested to know more about it please feel free to click on the link and join my Facebook group um, I would absolutely love to uh, to host you in there we talk about womb wellness and just other ways um, of understanding how we ourselves as women should could and can care for ourselves so y'all take care be well and I will be back again soon to have more conversation with you bye-bye you would do for someone else be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else get up off your bed and walk your time is now so don't be fooled I see you questioning the simple signs. Step out of line, it's time to move. Hey, 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 oh. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else. you would do for someone else.